Eating is an emotional experience, which is why managing your weight needs to be a psychological one. Noom uses science and personalization to help you manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. What is happening? Welcome to the Pulse Pitch Podcast, your morning pitching podcast from Pitchless.com. My name is Nick Pollock. Today is March 28th, and yes, we're going to talk about baseball. Guess what? We're going to have one more of these tomorrow. I'm going to be reviewing all of Tuesday's games, but there are no games on Wednesday because opening day is on Thursday. Oh, I cannot wait. Oh, man, we are so close to opening day. I hope your drafts are going well. Uh, Make sure you get PL Pro. Use Draft Weekend, all caps to get $40 off of PL Pro right now and get all the draft tools that you want. But we're going to talk about a few things. There's not much, honestly, about yesterday. Uh, Ryan Weathers is named SP6 for the Padres. Do we care? Not really. He's had a 5.68 ERA with a 1.58 whip um, in the preseason. He's going to be the starting the fifth game. It's going to be against Arizona. And Arizona's actually not a terrible offense. Christian Walker's there. You have Ketel Marte. You have Corbin Carroll. I think there actually are ways that Weathers gets beat in that game. He does have six, uh, 17 strikeouts in 12.2 innings this spring with six walks. I really don't think that Weathers is someone you should be targeting whatsoever. Obviously, you know the Grayson Rodriguez news by now. I ranted about that yesterday and also on the uh, on the Corner Podcast, so definitely give those a listen there. Uh, we have two months out for Tristan McKenzie now with his shoulder strain. Not fun whatsoever. I have him lowered all right way down to 90 or so near Tony Gonsolin because, yes, he is a stash play. You should be rostering uh, and drafting Tristan McKenzie still. Um, that said, it's very disappointing, and it does open the door for, say, not necessarily Cody Morris, but uh, I got to figure out exactly who is going to be sliding in for uh, the Guardians because there are some interesting guys like Gavin Williams and Tanner Bibby. So we'll see what happens there for the Guardians. Um, there might be some interesting guys to pick up in his place. Dean Kramer, 4.2 innings, 5 and runs, 8 hits, 1 walk, 7 Ks. Why wasn't he demoted? Just kidding. I'm just kidding. It's all right. 7 Ks. 4, <laughs> 4.2 innings for Dean Kramer. We're not chasing Dean Kramer here. He may be okay for streams um, inside of uh, Camden Yards, but not out of the gate. Jordan Montgomery, 5 innings, 1 and run, 3 hits, 1 walk, 4 Ks. He's fine. Essentially, Toby, that can hint uh, a 24, 25% strike rate. Probably not. I don't think he's going to go 180 innings, though. There's always something up with Jordan Montgomery. Tanner Houck, three innings, six earned runs, five hits, two walks, and four Ks. Houck breaks the, or at least he um, he is the Wasker and Noah rule. That is, if you have one excellent pitch but not two, we don't care. And Tanner Houck is a phenomenal slider like Wasker and Noah, but nothing else. Marco Gonzalez, 5.2 innings, three earned runs, four hits, two walks, and get this, zero strikeouts. Oh, boy. It is kind of wild how the Mariners have four phenomenal pitchers and Marco Gonzalez. Marco Gonzalez is what, the Cole Hamels of... <laughs> uh, no, I'm just messing around. Um, who was the fifth guy for, for the Phillies back then, actually? Was it Vance Worley or something? That's Marco Gonzalez. No, it was earlier than that. I don't know. That guy. That's Marco. Uh, Seth Lugo, six innings, two and runs, five hits, one walk, three Ks. I think he's getting vastly overlooked. He gets Rocky Road in the fourth start of the year for the Padres. I think you can sneak in and get a win. 
I'm not even kidding. I feel like everyone's focused on all these other things, and then Seth Lugo's just going to go in and get a win. Everyone goes, oh, right. <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm, I don't know. I feel like we're overlooking that. Jameson Tyone, I'm a big fan of. I've pushed him up a bit in my drafts. Um, five innings, zero runs, two hits, zero walks, and five strikeouts. We watched the strikeouts. They came off of the breaking ball down and in. Two lefties. It's what you want to see from Tyone. Also had a nice sweeper to a righty. I think Tyone is going to be sneaky good this year. Uh, Mike Clevenger, not so good, and that's fine with me. Just ignore Mike Clevenger. Eric Lauer, four innings, five and runs, nine hits, one walk, and four strikeouts. I feel like he's going to be a cherry bomb at best. Um, it's when his four-seamer gets a ton of whiffs and lives up in the zone. Is at 93-94. But how often can you depend on that? And the secondary stuff isn't good enough. Ross Stripling, honestly, is like the Wascarinoa rule. I should have kind of thought about this. And I think I needed this punch-in-the-face moment. Five innings, nine and run, 11 hits, while mock two Ks. Because it's just a changeup. And that's one thing. And that's it. And guess what? He was 0 for 25 on changeup whiffs. So when that isn't working, there's no backup plan. I, I, I'm not in. I'm Ross Stripling. Um, no. Sherlock says uh, inside of Twitch, it's a punch in the wall moment in Wasker. You know it. Okay, I get it. I got you. But I needed really that realization of like Ross Stripling being right. He doesn't have this complete repertoire. It's just a changeup. And that break, breaks that rule. James Caprillion, 5.1 innings, two earned runs, five hits, two walks, six Ks. So his velocity was down a little bit. Um, about a tick and change. He's still a bit wild with the fastball. There is promise here. It is a 95-96 mile per hour fastball when he's cooking. Uh, slider can be fantastic as well. Caprillion has that ability. The thing is, it's for the A's, and you have to pick your spots, and good luck with that. But he's a deep streaming option, not something to overlook. Like It, it wouldn't surprise me if just at the end of the year, I was like, oh, James Caprillion had like a 360 array with a 24% K rate and a 117 whip. Like, wait, that was pretty good, you know? <laughs> That, that is in the the realm of possibilities for Caprillion. Madison Bumgarner, five innings, two and runs, five hits, two walks, and two Ks. You forgot about Bumgarner, didn't you? Yeah, he's still a thing. And not a good thing, but he's pitching. Aaron Savali, 5.2 innings, zero and runs, zero hits, zero walks, five Ks. So I was like, all right, I need to see 65% curveballs and cutters. And look, he had 45% cutters. So surely he... What? 5% curveballs? I think it was just a tune-up. He's working on other things, I guess. I don't know. That's weird. Noah Syndergaard, five innings pitch, five and runs, nine hits, one walk, two Ks. He's at 93. I mean, yeah. Don't do this. I Just don't do it. Just don't do it. Uh, Tyler Anderson, 5.1 innings, two and runs, four hits, one walk, and five strikeouts. He is Tyler Anderson, but he's a Toby. He's not going to be his strikeout rate above 20%, so you're hoping for the Uranium whip to be good enough, and I don't know if it will be. Um, we have a couple other guys we're going to talk about, um, but before we do... We got to take a quick break. Most weight loss programs are short-term fixes, but the problem is managing your weight needs a long-term solution. And that's what makes Noom different. Noom uses science and personalization so you can manage your weight today and in the future. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. And they help you understand the science behind your eating choices and why you have those cravings. Noom's personalized courses are easy to follow and will help grow your confidence with tools you can put into practice on day one. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. And based on a sample of 4,272 Noomers, 
98% say Noom helps change their habits and behaviors for good. Start taking control of your weight management and join the millions who have lost weight with Noom. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. Nathan Uvalde went five innings, four and runs, seven hits, one walk, six Ks. That doesn't matter. Only one thing matters. Did he hit 96? And yes, he sat 96 on his fastball. Everything's fine. Don't worry about it. Chris Bubich is was on the other side. 3.2 innings, zero in runs, two hits, two walks, and six Ks. This is honestly like the best version of Bubich. He uh, had command. His stuff was down when he needed it to be. I do not trust that that six around. He's had moments like this before. Maybe he's finally figured it out to get his changeup down. Maybe. But I don't think so. I, I really don't think it's going to stick. Also, it's for Kansas City, which is a new winning ball club. And sure, maybe at home, home run suppression. Uh, it's too risky for me. Chris Bassett, 4.2 innings, 4 and runs, 8 hits, 1 walk, 4 Ks. He's still 2 to 3 ticks down. I don't know. Obviously, we'll wait when the season starts, but I, I am going to be out of my way a little nervous about this. Just like Bassett is saving his you know arm and all that kind of stuff is what he's saying, but like you have to be a little concerned that he isn't ramping it up, right? Like, I mean, look at Taiwan Walker. I made a whole thing a bit of it on Twitter, but man... 2.1 innings, zero in runs, one hit, three walks, five Ks. He was down three to four ticks on his heater. There was an article saying, like, he's learning how to be more efficient and survive because he needs to go. Like, no. You do that by, like, going down, like, a tick. Not three to four. He threw an 88-mile-per-hour fastball. Okay? It sat 90. I was concerned when he was at 92, 93, Taiwan Walker. I need him to be 94 in the fast because I don't think the splitter and slider are that good. Like this is this is something, right? Am I just am I just overreacting to spring here? Maybe I am, but man, that you don't see that and everything's okay. I uh, yeah, I don't know. I had uh, Mike Petriello was like, "Hey, look at Jose Leclerc now." I'm like, "Okay, he's down three ticks." Like it's not good having lower velocity. It's just. <laughs> And and generally, when you pitch, like if you're down velocity, it's usually a little bit because essentially if you dramatically slow your arm and everything, you are not effective. Like it's hard to do that. I don't know. I, I'm, you know, they say like you throw 85% or 90% fine, but that generally just means like a tick down or so. Uh, and if it really was like 90%, then you'd be throwing like 10 miles per hour slower. So it doesn't work like that. It's just, yeah, I'm ugh. sorry. That's all. I, I'm worried about Taiwan Walker. I was already out on him anyway. And now I'm just like, oh boy, I am very much out on Taiwan Walker. Um, positive things now. Well, not Rich Hill. 4.2 innings, 7 runs, 11 hits, 0 walks, 3 Ks. You kind of forgot he existed. But like, let's let's move move on past that. But there are two things that we can kind of get excited about. Joe Ryan's still throwing the splitter. That's cool. And the sweeper. Not the most overwhelming start. 3.1 innings. Zero runs. Three hits. Zero walks. Four Ks. Six over 47 whiffs. Not the best command. Still had 12 whiffs. You know, a 12% swing strike rate. Joe Ryan's fine. The real thing to get excited about. The hype. The thing that you've stuck around with for this podcast. It's a short one. But you stuck around for this. And it's Clark Schmidt. 4.1 4.1 innings, two earned runs, three hits, one walk, seven strikeouts. You guys have listened to the Plus Pitch podcast through the spring. What is the thing that got me excited about Clark Schmidt? Think about that for a second. If he's doing this one thing, I'm in on Clark Schmidt. 
We saw it two starts ago. We didn't get Stackhouse that, and he faltered. I imagine he maybe didn't do it anymore. And I was really thinking, I hope he does it for the start. It's forty percent sliders, and guess what? It was thirty-nine percent. And overall, fourteen over sixty-six whiffs. We're kind of hyped about Schmidt now. He gets the Giants first to start the year in Yankee Stadium. I'm kind of in. I feel like I would have him around like the Schuster tier. Uh, like around Matthew Boyd, that kind of stuff, Clark Schmidt right now, if I had to redo the list. Because I didn't know if this would be repeated. Now, this is two games where he actually had that approach and had success with it. I don't see how this isn't the approach moving forward. It just, that doesn't make sense to me. So, I'm I'm excited about this. Uh, and I think Schmidt should be rostered in all 12 teamers. And I'm ready to start him in that first game against the Giants. Uh, but that is it. That is it for today. It's the it's the last day of spring training games, so there'll be another Plus Pitch podcast tomorrow. Then you're wondering, hey, what happens in season? I talk about my streaming picks. I talk about uh, the SB Roundup from the night before. I talk about uh, looking forward to future days. Stuff like that. Essentially, I get to have my little mini rants about stuff in the morning. It's a fun podcast. I'm looking forward to doing it through the regular season. Thank you all so much for supporting this through spring. Um, it's been really cool to uh, to just kind of sit down and really review all this stuff. It's helped me a lot doing this and staying on top of everything that's going on in the spring so that I can be better for you guys and, of course, for my own drafts. But that is it. So good luck. My name is Nick Pollock. May your babs be low and your strikeouts high.